Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. DraftKings is not only my favorite sports book, but all of America's top-rated sports book. And speaking of America, our top athletes are going to Tokyo to compete for gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer for all my listeners. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash out $100 in free credits if America wins any medal. That's right. 100 to 1 odds on any American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds is an offer that doesn't come around very often. In fact, one might say every two years. So sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, plenty of instructions for new users, and nearly limitless opportunities to get in on the action. Friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band. And every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. Then the NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Game over. 
Hello and welcome everyone to Game Over, where we say goodbye to each and every NHL team, whether they want to or not. My name is Richard Blosser, the host of this podcast mini-series here on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty, ladies and gentlemen. You already heard Les Inhabitants de Montreal a few days ago. I know I went out of order, but scheduling conflicts and everything. This next team I'm, I'm bringing on... They got all the way to the conference finals. They were all they were on the doorstep before well, we'll find out. This team was founded in 1972 and they just recently closed up shop at Nassau County Veterans War Memorial Coliseum, i.e. Fort Neverlose. They have been to 5 Stanley Cup finals. They won 4 Stanley Cups and they are more than happy to tell you that 80, 81, 82, and 83. They have names in the rafters such as Mike Bossy, Bob Nystrom, Billy Smith, Dennis Potvin, I know I said that wrong, Clark Gillies, and Al, Har- and Al Harbor himself. I am talking about none other than the New York Islanders, New York's second team, coached by the Eggman of Cuckoo Kachoo. Joining me are TJ and the man, the myth, the legend, the grumpy old man himself. Lads, welcome on, representing the New York Islanders. I like how you called Barry Trotz the Eggman. Grump has a little bit of a different hypothesis on Eggman. He thinks he looks like somebody else, Grumpy. I'll let you go ahead and take it. Who do you think Barry Trotz looks like, or what do you think Barry Trotz looks like better? He looks like an armadillo. <laughs> an armadillo? Yeah, an armadillo. Think about it. You ever seen those little armadillos that's all humped over? I mean, that, that's what he looks like. That or a little hedgehog, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. And we are off and running. I love it. So, TJ and Grumpy, I will ask you guys the same first question I asked everybody that comes on this podcast. What happened? What happened with the New York Islanders? And I will just sit back and let you guys go. We overachieved uh, this year as well as last year. Um, this year did feel a little different. Um, last year, I thought kind of, you know, the, the sun and the moon aligned. Uh, you know, we were relatively healthy. We got that nice break, which helps jettison us into the finals there, the Eastern Conference finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. Um, I, you know, even though last year, technically, we made it to game six against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, they, they were playing without, you know, Stan Coast the entire series. They missed point for games and, this year around, a little different. Took him to Game Seven there without, you know, Anders Lee. We're playing the elite first line left winger Leo Komarov, Lord Leo Komarov, and Grumpy is so happy about us making the Eastern Conference Finals in back-to-back years. Grumpy, right? You're so happy with only making the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Well, uh, in my you you asked Rich what you, your question was. I don't, I don't care what TJ says. I answer the questions that people actually ask me. I don't go off on some tangent like he does, okay? What happened? We got beat by a better team in the semifinals. We did about as well as we possibly could. Uh, you know, it helped that I think that uh, we, in the first round we played Pittsburgh. I picked the Islanders to win that series in 11. Uh, and what wound up happening was, but I didn't realize that Sullivan was going to be playing with an empty net named Tristan Jari. And then the second round against Boston, uh, I didn't realize that uh, Bruce Cassidy was going to play a guy with uh, a torn hip labrum. Uh, then we finally met a team that had a goalie and had some elite players, and we got rolled. I know it was seven games, but when you're getting outscored 21 to 11, 
it's not as close as you think. Yeah, um, you know, it, it seemed like after Game 5, Game 5 you kind of had that feeling. That was the wonk game, which is a line I, I stole from another blogger, um, which is the one game in a seven-game series where things go horribly wrong. And that's what happened there in Tampa. And in Game 6, you guys were able to bring it back, channel the spirit of Fort Never Lose, Bavalier in overtime, beautiful goal. And then in just Game Seven, it just, it just, it, it never came to be. It's just, it's just like Tampa went. Nope, not tonight. We don't care about your dreams. We don't care about your ambitions, and just took you guys out. Well, here's here's how I think it actually went. The Islanders won the first game. Uh, we played about as we played the perfect game, and Tampa just kind of slept walk through it to like the last three minutes, and then they're like, oh, hold on. Uh, we can try to win this game. And they kind of took over. If that game would have went another two minutes, we probably wound up losing that game. Then they win the next two. Uh, we have, right, so we have the advantage, right? We got the advantage. We, we got our away win. Then Tampa wins the second game, which I assume. And then we come home and we lay an egg. They're up two to one. Then somehow we win game four. And then Tampa, you know, they went, they went, flew back home to Tampa. They're in their beds. Hedman wakes up, Stamkos, Kucherov, they all wake up and they're like, hold on, it's two to two in this series? Really? Uh, hey, guys, let's play today. And they come out and steamroll this beat us eight nothing. We go back to Long Island, and really, that's a game that we were. I think we were kind of lucky to win. Uh, but you know what? Hey, that's what we do. We, not, we were not going to lose our last game at home. And then we go back to Tampa, and, uh, you know, as far as I was concerned, as soon as they scored that goal, the game was over. The game was over. We were never a threat in that game, and it's almost like Tampa just kind of toyed with us. Tampa's the best team in the league. There's no harm in losing Tampa. Yeah, I'll tell you, Grump, I, you know, I kind of share the same sentiment and feeling there with you. I know you've got a little bit more of a pessimistic outlook there to it. I think you're a little closer than uh, you might allude. To answer the question here, yeah, uh, game five was rough. Um, but uh, I, I like the analogy Grumpy uses, right? They kind of were sleepwalking there through the series. Hey, we're the best team in the league. If you listen to John Cooper's comments and you listen to the team's comments, they have – I won't say they have no respect because they're outstanding team. I think it's more of they they understand the talent and the ability that they pose towards other teams to where they were like, if we play our game – no team comes close to us comparatively in the league. John Cooper, after a game one loss, kind of fidgeting with his suit. Oh, well, we made a lot of bad turnovers. Uh, you know, as long as we go ahead and clean those up. You know, this is the same exact team that we played last year in the bubble, at, you know, downplaying the Islanders. And that's right. I, I, Grump and I talked about it. I'm like, man, oh, man. I said, won't he be eating his words if we come out there and win that series? But uh, Tampa's just so damn good. There's no shame in losing to him, as Grump said. They were just the better team, but it, it, there's there's that that sentimental side of me that I, I I honestly was pulling for you guys, and thank you, Grumpy, for bringing up my favorite team's shortcomings as a filthy, dirty yinzer. Um, yes, yes, Tristan Jari forgot to goaltend. Yes, thank you. Um, so that's what I'm here for. I'm here to speak to goalies. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you're you are not wrong which is something I'm sure you've heard a lot in your lifetime. So, That's very true. 
So, rich, do not feed his ego that much, man. Oh, man, I got a podcast <laughs> with this guy again. I, you know, I, I want to be able to fit out the door. Hey, hey, I don't have to deal with him when the camera turns off. That's your job. So we will keep. So we will keep this going. Um, by the time this podcast drops, this is dropping on a Thursday. The expansion draft will have come and gone, and everybody will lament, whine, piss, moan, criticize, and complain about their favorite player being taken. Um, so you guys' opinions, um, and I've done this with Tampa because theirs is dropping a little later. Are the Islanders really concerned about who's gonna, who might be taken from them, or is it yes. just one of those? Well, so answer that question. I was going to say, well, or like, nope, we're good. Yeah, well, Grumpy, Grumpy's going to tell you this too. Grumpy is the biggest Josh Bailey fan in the history of New York Islanders fandom. So if the Islanders were to lose Josh Bailey, I think Grumpy old man might go into uh, might go into fit. He might start crying. I, I mean, he's got a Josh Bailey tattoo on his calf. Isn't that right, Grumpy? No, it's incorrect. Uh, Rich, why don't you finish your statement before TJ just jumped right in? Because I know you... <laughs> I mean, you know, you, here's the thing. On our podcast, TJ's usually the one who asks the questions. I give the answers. Now someone else is asking, but he feels he has to bogart the conversation as usual. So I'd like you to finish your question, if you can even remember it, because you went on for so long that it's very, very difficult to, you know, to keep your train of thought. Please finish. Thank you, sir. Um, your Honor, um, I was asking um, that... Do the Islanders, you know, like, are the Islanders just going to be okay? Like, nope, we're good. You know, you guys can take your pick on whoever we leave out on the street corner. Or should Islanders fans be concerned of who the who the Seattle Kraken might take? Okay. Now, I think you said at the beginning of the question, you know, teams are where, you know, my, oh, my favorite player is going to get picked. Well, if your favorite player isn't one of the top ten guys on a team, well, you know, okay, then maybe it's a friends and family league thing for you. I don't know. But most players, the, the best players on the team, they're the fan favorites. They don't get selected. Now, here's the thing. Matt Martin is a huge favorite. I call him the $6 million man. Why? Because at 32 years old, we signed him to a four-year, $6 million contract. And he's not going to age as well as the bionic man Steve Austin did do, 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 back in the day. So, uh, you know, but – you know, TJ makes Josh Bailey. All right. Uh, Josh Bailey to me is like soft serve ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Not really tough enough to play. Just uh, he, he's not, I'm not a fan favorite. Uh, to answer your question, I would, uh, you look at a lot of teams who like to trade assets to try to get a team to pick a certain player. You're only losing one guy. And on the Islanders, I always refer to them as Maddie and the Jags. Jags just stands for just a guy. And it doesn't matter who we lose. Anders Lee wasn't in last year, right, in the, in the playoffs. We went just as far, far as when he was there. So, to me, with, with the exception of Matt Barzell, uh, I, there's really no one on this team that I could say, oh, gosh, if we lose him, we're in trouble. Uh, so, I, if, like I said, if I'm the Islanders, I just let them pick whoever they want. I would have protected – my protection list would have been a little bit different. Uh, I would have protected all the young guys and made them pick a player with salary. But that's not the way Lou Lamarillo thinks. Well, Grump, here, here's the thing, right? You say it wouldn't bother protecting anybody else. I, you know, for people who don't listen to our podcast, I'm going to clarify for you. You mean out of the forward grouping. You could really care less of the forward grouping. Defenseman, obviously, is a little different. Grumpy old man, I know you think our defense is quite elite there. Uh, goaltending had a little other issues. I, again, I want to get back to it, Grump. 
So you're trying to tell me you're not heartbroken if Josh Bailey leaves? You say soft serve ice cream. This is the first time I'm hearing this, Grump. You're the biggest Josh Bailey fan I know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think his wife probably wants to leave him too. So, you know, if the Islanders, uh, he leaves the Islanders, I really don't think it's a big deal. Now, all kidding aside, I'm sure Josh Bailey's a great guy. I just don't think he's, you know, here's the thing. My issue with Josh Bailey is whenever you hear them on the telecast, like, he is so smart. He always knows what to do. You know what you never hear? Man, can he play? That's nothing you ever hear when they talk about Josh Bailey. And that's what frustrates me. You listen to these fans. You either love Josh Bailey or you hate him. I'll let you decide which side I'm on. Great, great stuff. You know, you know, gr- uh, grumpy. You know, I, 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 I feel like you and me are just sitting at a bar talking hockey. I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, like for those of you who you know, we're not doing a video on this. It, it's, it's like how many of you have seen a horse race? When that gate opens, that horse is pff, gone. And you feed Grump, Grumpy a question, and he's just gone. I love it. I love the passion. I love all of it. It comes through. This is great stuff, guys. Thank you very much. So, I, 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 I know. And so, we're going to turn to the draft now. Um, we'll have another, I'm sure you guys will talk about this on your own podcast. But um, you guys do have a healthy amount of picks this year. You don't have a first. That was traded away. You were able to fleece Edmonton, who hasn't, for their second-round pick, and you have all your other ones. In fact, um, even with crazy Uncle Lou at the helm, you know you guys have kept a lot of your good draft picks. Um, is it more with the Islanders just reloading the farm system in a particularly uh, weak draft this year? Okay, let me stop. Okay, common misconception, weak draft, right? Why is everyone saying it's a weak draft? They haven't. Here's why I think, because they haven't seen anybody play in a year and a half. I mean, so we really don't know. I think you can maybe, possibly, you got to remember all these kids are, what, 17, 18 years old? 18, 19. Gonna, right. So you're going to be able, but the last time they saw them, they were like 17 or 18. So, you know, a lot of guys change or, you know, get better over time, especially at that age. So I think what you might see is potentially – Second round picks may be outshining first round picks just because no one's got a chance to see how they developed in the last year. Uh, that said, uh, we did have a couple extra picks, but then Lou, you know, to get away from Andrew Ladd's contract, he wound up giving away a second round pick uh, and then a second round pick next year and then potentially a third round pick the year after that uh, because he's mismanaged the cap in recent years. And uh, it, I always just find it interesting that. You know, Islander fans think Lou Lamarillo can do no wrong. That's because we've been losers for so long that any light at the end of the tunnel, even if it's a train, you're celebrating. So from my perspective, if he hadn't screwed up the cap, we wouldn't have had to make these moves, and that's his job. Lou is not God. He's a guy who's messed up, and now he has to try to dig himself out. Oh, goodness. I'm shocked you were not complaining also about us consistently trading away first in, in uh, secondary round picks, like a third or fourth round pick, every single year at the trade deadline. Grump, this is your chance to run with it about hideous drafting in the past, uh, about mismanaging who we picked. I mean, like, we don't go after guys who could score, but pucks in the net. Grumpy, this is your chance to run away with it to a new audience, no less. Grump, I'm disappointed in you. I'm with some new friends. I don't want to scare them off right off the bat. 
I want them to tune into our podcast. I have to break them in easy, you know? You pet them, you make them feel good a little bit, then you come in and then you slam them with the facts, okay? <laughs> Rich's question was, how did, how did we think we were going to do with the draft picks we had? See, your inability, TJ, to answer the questions that are asked is once again coming back to bite you in the butt. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. We're just having a normal conversation, my friend. I'll answer the question. I'll get into the answer, Grump, okay? Uh, you know, that being said, what will we do? I'm going to guess here in the second round. I, I wouldn't honestly be shocked if we give away more draft capital this year in order to make a larger move. Um, again, with the expansion draft coming up, there's a lot of speculation. Islanders right now have roughly about $19 million in cap space. Um, you know, we've got three guys that are absolute musts regarding signbacks. We've got to sign back Ilya Sorokin. We have to sign back Adam Pellick, and we have to sign back uh, Anthony, or Anthony Pavillier. People are going to say, hey, maybe you also have to sign back Casey Sezikis. Yeah, we can argue there on that. Maybe we've got to sign back Kyle Palmieri, et cetera. Uh, I think the Islanders seriously want to make a move there for Vince Dunn and even possibly uh, Tarasenko. So I'll be interested to see exactly what happens. I know there's injury concerns about Tarasenko. Uh, that being said, they say he got the actual problem fixed here this offseason going to Mr. Outside Doctor, Mr. Outside Surgeon. And I, I don't think the Islanders are probably going to be making too many selections in this year's draft. I think they're going to do something bigger. We're going to, I think, see that uh, upcoming in the expansion draft here on Wednesday. So a bit, a bit of a bonus question here because unlike other teams – once we've gotten to the conference finals, um, I like to stretch this out a little bit more. Teams in the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals, there's more to talk about with them. There's a bit more meat on the bones. So the free agency class heading into this offseason, there are a lot of big names out there. Do you guys feel the Islanders are going to be major players when the free agency hurricane hits in about a cup, in two weeks? Go ahead, TJ. I'll let you handle that first. Yeah, um, here's the thing. If you don't make a trade for a guy like Tarasenko, and let's say we were to lose a player, let's say worst-case scenario, we lose either Jordan Eberle or Josh Bailey, and we're not able to go ahead and reel in uh, Tarasenko, the free agent market at right wing is very, very shallow this year. Kyle Palmieri is the best right wing free agent that's out there. I was doing some research. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is how hideously weak the right wing market is out there. Unless you acquire somebody else through a trade, through the expansion draft, you're really going to be handcuffed there in that capacity. You look and you'll see the same exact thing. When you're talking left wing, I know people are throwing out, hey, you know, Gabriel Landeskog is interested in joining the Islanders. He would go to the Islanders. Maybe he'll sign as a free agent to the Islanders. You're seeing a lot of that being thrown around out there. I'm not sure. We've seen in the past, as Islander fans, players use the Islanders as, I'm interested in this team because I know they're going to offer me more money, and if that's the case, I can go ahead and use that to go to my real destination and try to maximize what I get. Now, I don't think this is the case anymore ever since Lamarillo and Trotz have joined. I think we're more of a legitimate contender, and we're not so much a, a laughingstock and a joke in the league. That being said, the only guys really I think we're going after maybe, oh, please, God, no, on Zach Parise. Please, no. Uh, you know, I, I'm seeing maybe Sutter thrown out there quite a bit. Uh, not a huge not a huge favorite of mine. Uh, I, I like Alec Martinez there at defense because we're going to need a veteran defenseman in some capacity. Uh, and I, I, I've, heard, I've heard we might be looking to go ahead and trade for Vince Dunn and Tarasenko. But free agent-wise, I'm here in Landis Gog. I'm hearing a few names thrown out there. I think what I don't want to see the Islanders do is stand pat. And what I mean by that, they did generate some salary cap space, but 
I don't want to see them re-signing 30-year-old Kyle Palmieri to some four-year deal or signing 30-year-old Casey Sezikis, banged up, dinged up Casey Sezikis to a four-year deal. I'm of the school is you don't sign guys in their 30s to long-term deals. You just don't do it because they don't age like wine. They age like vinegar. And that's what I feel like the Islanders have done in recent years with Jordan Eberle. Look who they're trying to jettison now. Josh Bailey. Look who they're trying to get rid of now. Croc Nelson. Yes, they protected him only because he's a center, but he's going to be 33 when his contract is up. And worst of all, average Anders Lee, who's going to be 36 years old. And, you know, he's going to be like Andrew, Andrew Ladd 2.0 by the time he hits that age. And But that's the way that Lou Lamarillo seems to think. He wants it's the old age home. The geezer squad, that's what they love. And you hear all these old players, oh, we want to play for the Islanders. Of course you do, because they never play any young guys. And that's really my biggest issue with Barry Trotz, honestly, is never giving younger players a chance. Younger players have an upside. Older players don't. And that's why I felt for the last two years, everyone's like, oh, the Islanders are so close. No, they're not. That's the ceiling for where they are, because we don't have anyone who can step in and improve their game over the course of the season. And we saw it this year as well in the playoffs, and that's what happened. I, and here's another one. I do not want to see Zach Parise on. No, sir. So if you're thinking free agents, Grump, to answer the question, Grump, I'm pushing you on it. Who do you think free agent-wise we're going to be targeting, if anyone? Getting back to the actual question is you're avoiding the question, Grump. How does that feel? The shoe's on the other foot. That's, I'm not afraid to answer any questions you have, that's for certain. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'd like to see Alec Martinez. Um, here's, here's the thing, though, right? You're seeing all these numbers, 5 million, 6 million. Well, it's a flat, we have a flat cap for the next two years, at least for the next two years. So I think you're going to see a lot like with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who took a $1 million pay cut to stay in Edmonton for eight years. Or uh, you see guys just getting moved because they make some type of money for peanuts. Um, I, I'd like to get Alec Martinez, but nothing more than $4 million. I think he'd be per a perfect partner for Noah Dobson. Uh, as opposed to offensive, I think on the offense, we're going to need to have to make a deal. And I would love to have Tarasenko here if we could move Jordan Everly in that deal. I think that helps with salary ramifications, too. I just don't want to say at the end of the year, okay, well, we lost this guy and this guy, but we signed all our guys back because that doesn't make you better. Just like losing Devon Taves last year did not make us a better team. Great, great stuff. I, I, I love it. Just, you know, all the names you guys said out there, and while you were talking, I was looking up, you know, just who are the right wings that are out there. I mean, you're telling me you wouldn't be interested in uh, Brandon Sod, Brandon Sutter, um, Checks Notes, Mike Hoffman. But, um, but you know, you know, you guys made your case. I understand you know, where you're coming from. And, um, yeah, um, I with what you said, Barry starting the older guys, I dealt with that with Hershey and Washington. So I, I agree. So let's look ahead to October. Why should Islanders fans be optimistic heading into October? Go ahead, TJ. I'll let you take the optimism angle. Um, well, I will say Sod plays left wing. Um, but the optimist, uh, I, I, I'm a little optimistic. I think we're still going to make moves here uh, this offseason. I think uh, with us freeing up this much cap space, I don't envision – 
the signing back of a few of our restricted free agents and even if they wanted Casey Zizekas, an unrestricted free agent. I don't anticipate that's going to take $19 million in cap space. Um, so the fact that they've moved some pieces around, the fact that they protected Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin, you're seeing a lot of fans go tinfoil hat crazy over here saying, oh, well, that means if we're going to expose Josh Bailey and Jordan Everly, the Islanders have to have a deal already made out because there's no way they would expose Josh Bailey. Do you remember Mikey Grumpy? He's over there saying that uh, the the other uh, bar stool breakdown there on, on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, but uh, optimistic, I think we're still going to make a move. I think that we've got guys like Noah Dobson. You have guys like Oliver Wallstrom who are thinking ready to make the next step. And as long as Barry Trotz puts a little bit of trust in some of these younger players. I think we have a lot to be optimistic about. And I think, I really do think that Sorokin can take a huge step forward. Uh, last year it took him a little while to kind of get acclimated there to the uh, smaller ice surface, kind of get his angles down. But uh, that guy has the ability to be, you're going to call me crazy, but that guy has the ability to be a top five goalie, no doubt in the league. Um, once he settles in and he's comfortable like that in this system, top five goalie will leave, no doubt about it. Our defense, if we're able to add a Vince Dunn or a Martinez, I think actually takes a step up after losing Nick Luddy. I was not a huge Nick Luddy fan. I think he's unbelievably lazy at times, undisciplined at times, a guy who got on my nerves to no, unbelievable amounts. But uh, forward grouping, I think we're going to make a trade, and I think that's how we're going to have a little bit of optimism going into next year. I don't think we're going to roll out there with the same exact forward pairings we saw last year. If we do, there is little optimism in my opinion. But if we make a trade, I, I'm going to be very excited. I like to think, you know, every year, I love the offseason. It's my favorite time of the year because hope springs eternal. You're just a trade or a couple of good draft away from being a Stanley Cup champion. And then Lou Amarillo gets his hands on it and does absolutely nothing. Like he's done every year since he's been with the Islanders. When your big acquisition is bringing in Matt Martin and Leo Komarov one year, and then uh, – uh, Timishov and Jarnak another year. That's right. No one knows their first names. Why? Because they're not good enough to know their names. But when that's your off season, those are fails. I don't know how he wins general manager of the year every year. I get, they might as well just name it the Lou Lamar, the Lou Lamarill Memorial Award. <laughs> uh, that's what I think they should do. Right. But if I'm looking for, uh, for optimism, I think we must get a, a sniper on the helicopter line where Matt Barzell is the engine. I call it the helicopter line because he's playing without wings. So that's why you got Matt Barzell. I'd love to see Tarasenko, and I'd love to see, and it'll never happen, Oliver Wallstrom up top with him. That would be a high-scoring line. Barry, of course, would lose his freaking mind and have a stroke because they don't want to play defense, or they might give up a goal or two, and maybe he'd have to bench the whole line. Uh, but I've always felt that Anders Lee is a much better fit with Croc Nelson and the king of the secondary assist, Josh Bailey. Uh, I'm happy with our third line with J.G. Pajot, and really you can put any two ham and eggers on that line with him. Uh, the fourth line will stay the same line, same as into their 40s. I'm sure they're going to sign those guys for another four or five years because that's the identity line. I don't know. I don't like my identity be, to be middle-aged men huffing and puffing around the ice. Sorry. Well, hey, it's Dintro Timisov and Austin Sarnak there, Grump. I know you don't ever remember their names, but... Uh... It doesn't matter. I don't need to remember their names. They're never going to make the big team. <laughs> Mommy, Daddy, stop fighting. You're ruining my birthday party. <laughs> I'll, 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 the rock. It doesn't matter okay. what your name is. 
Ah, uh, the wrestling references. I love it. So we're, we're going to stick with Grumpy on this next one because we're going to pivot, as Ross on Friends once said. Why should Islanders fans be depressed heading into October? Because Lou Lamarillo is your general manager, and he has never made a move in the offseason. Now, here's the thing. I always say, I always hate being right all the time. And someone questioned me on our last podcast. They're like, oh, Grumpy, you were wrong. Uh, Lou Lamarillo's done something. I said, no, all he's done is shed cap. He hasn't brought anyone in to make the team better. That's what must happen. Bringing Kyle Palmieri back or re-signing Casey Zizekas is not making the team better. And I'm, here's the thing. And it's not like he's never tried. I mean, he certainly tried with Panarin, Panarin and he got snubbed. They want to bring Tavares back. He, They got snubbed with him. So who knows who will snub him this year? Uh, you know, you hear Landis Scott potentially, oh, yeah, I'd love to go there. Well, He's staying in Colorado. If they give him a competitive offer, he's going to stay in Colorado. He's just using us like Panarin used us and like Tavares used us. Uh, honestly, if you're a player with talent, offensive talent, would be would the Islanders be one of the teams you want to sign with? Because, I mean, you have to subjugate your offensive game to play the defensive system. And to me, that's frustrating. I'm just – I've always of the, the thought of what a coach should do is – take the talents that the player has and augment them to get the most out of him. Don't try to jam Matt Barzell into a check or checking center because it's not his style. I mean, and you know, it's great. If you want to win or lose every game, one, nothing, that's great. But I know fans like to see goals and uh, I know I certainly do. And I like to think that we can score occasionally. Yeah, and, and again, Grumpy, the biggest concern I have, and it's a concern I had all year last year, when we lost Anders Lee, we did absolutely nothing to address the gaping, massive hole we had on the first line left-wing position. You gave Kiefer Bellows a short chance of two games or three games. He scored three goals on the first line. Uh, then he would proceeded to be benched never to see action again. And then we saw either a mix of Michael Del Cole or Leo Komarov the remainder of the season. Out of that left wing spot, and saw Travis Ajak a little bit too, out of that left wing spot since Anders Lee went down, we only had registered two five-on-five goals from our left wing position in the matter of over 40 games, including the playoffs. The problem that, and the issue I've got is Trotz, I really think, I think he butchered that long term. And again, the ideology is what I don't believe in. On our first line, you have to be able to score and generate goals. And that's something our first line was unable to do last year, and they were completely fine with it. They took the approach of saying, hey, if we can limit the amount of goals that the other team scores with our first line, it doesn't matter if they can't score goals five on five. It doesn't matter. And that is a scary thought. Our team has always had a lack of scoring ability when it comes to playing elite level talent. Last year, I mean, Two years ago, we got outscored by the Tampa Bay Lightning 21 to 9 in the series. This one this year, 21 to 11. And what's what's the approach that we took? We're gonna batten down the hatches and put more defense out there on the ice. We only average a little over a goal and a half a game. And for game seven against the Lightning, we have had issues scoring against them. We took the approach of let's play fundamental sound defense. We don't need guys out there who can maybe score that might be a little riskier, but can score goals. I got, I got one quick – now, let me – did you say last year we got outscored 21-9 to 9 and this year 21-11? to 11? Well, if we play Tampa the next six years in a row, we might eventually beat them. I'm sure we're going to have all the same players on the team. 
goodness. Wow. Just great stuff out of you guys. You know, this is one of the more longer episodes I've had, and I, I could just go on with you guys. But to the Islanders, it was a great run, and especially you, Crazy Uncle Leo. We say... Game over. Uh, I'm going to miss using that soundbite when it's done here in a couple episodes. So, gentlemen, TJ, Grumpy, this has been amazing. And I, I genuinely mean that. And uh, so I will give you guys a minute or two to promote the podcast or any other project um, TJ you got working on. So, um, gentlemen, the board is thine. Grumpy old man. We've got a chance to go ahead and spread our social media as well as podcasts. Grumpy, I know you are our, our social media hype man. So I want you to go ahead and give us a chance to go ahead and pump up our podcast, Grump. I know you do it all the time. Okay. Now, as anyone who listens to our podcast knows, I have absolutely zero, less than zero of a social media presence. Okay. But I do know the name of our podcast. We have two of them. We have the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. You can well find as- that you can find that podcast on Saturday evenings during the off season at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or it's released on Mondays at anywhere you listen to your podcast. And hey, we've got some weeks where we do an additional podcast during the week, so you got to make sure you subscribe to that channel. Grump, what's our other podcast? It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. You can figure out who's who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, we do that on Wednesdays and Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A little bit of a different podcast, not hockey-specific. It's more just what is controversial sports. Controversial sports topics where Grumpy Old Man and I do get out for an hour or so as to what we think is going on. Uh, as you can imagine, this is where we let Grumpy be even more creative and off the reins than he is on our hockey podcast. So uh, things get kind of crazy and wild uh that's a lie i'm the same as i always am sometimes i sing you know here's here's the thing you listen to our podcast guaranteed to have fun that's all i have to say hey they say there's no shame in the grumpy old man's game because he is always the same spot on (laughs) i love it i absolutely love it um this has been a great time with you two you know if i'd ever get out there to the new arena I'd love to meet up with you, just have a beer sometime. Cause it's just it almost sounds like what we're doing now. Love this. You know, remember, as I've said throughout all the other segments, this is a exit survey podcast. If you want a more detailed breakdown or more of grumpy saltiness, go check out their podcasts. There'll be plenty of salt there for all of Long Island over the winter. Plenty of it. So, gentlemen, Thank you very much. And to all of you, thank you for your times, listens, and downloads. We're going to try and head out to Vegas. And then there's one more stop down in Florida before we say game over once and for all. Thank you, everyone. And we'll catch you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.